Hello and welcome to Modern Day Human, helping you align with your highest frequency and activate more of your spiritual self in daily life. My name is Brian and this is the last episode for season one, but I will be back in December with season two, which I'm super excited about because it'll be focused on one of my very favorite topics, which is aligning with your life purpose. So you can look forward to season two in December. But back to this episode, which is about dealing with negative emotions. I think it's pretty safe to say that we've all had that experience of waking up and just not wanting to face the day or had a day when nothing seemed to go our way. That's very rhymy. (laughs) Or had someone, you know, trigger our anger or jealousy or sadness without warning. And it can be really challenging to snap out of the negative feelings that we experience. So what's a good way of handling these emotions that feel low and heavy? That's what I'd like to cover in this episode. I'd like to share five steps that have helped me in dealing with my emotions in hopes that they can support you as well. Step one in dealing with negative emotions is to acknowledge the way you feel. That might sound kind of obvious, but there's a difference between feeling an emotion and being conscious of yourself feeling it. I've had plenty of times when I felt really crappy and depressed and just went about the day feeling that way, kind of aware but not completely acknowledging it. There's a certain level of knowing that I felt like crap, but it stayed just low enough below my awareness that I didn't proactively do anything about it. I just kind of let it run wild. So when I say acknowledge, what I mean is to bring it to the very top of your conscious awareness. And the best way I found to do this is by simply stating how I feel out loud. You know, I would just say, like, I feel depressed, I'm feeling crabby, I feel insecure, or I feel angry. And what I found is that this brings me back into a state of empowerment. Because when we acknowledge something, we move into a position of being able to respond to it or react to it. You know, you can't really respond to something you don't consciously acknowledge is there. This is why it's so important to practice mindfulness in your daily life. Because It's then a lot easier to observe yourself when you're in a negative feeling emotion and be able to acknowledge it. So that's step one. Acknowledge the way you feel. The second step to dealing with a negative emotion is to stop labeling it as negative. Remember, all emotions help us to understand where we are in relation to our spirit. When we experience emotions that feel good, that's an indication that we are in alignment with our spirit. When we don't feel good, it's an indication that we are not in alignment. Feeling the emotion may cause us to drop into a lower frequency, but that doesn't make the emotion negative. Feeling bad doesn't make the emotion bad. It's still doing its job of giving us feedback about our alignment with spirit. In other words, it's okay to not feel okay. There are no negative emotions. There are just emotions. And when you resist judging your emotions, you make it easier for yourself to accept the way you feel, and you also make it easier for yourself to fully feel your feeling, which is step three. So step two is not labeling the emotion as a negative, and step three is to fully feel what you're feeling. And this is something I don't think is talked about enough. What does it mean to fully feel an emotion, and how long does it take to do that? Biologically, an emotion is a chemical process triggered by an experience, which is the result of our thoughts and behaviors. Dr. Jill Bolte-Taylor is a Harvard neuroanatomist, 
which means she specializes in the study of the nervous system. And according to Dr. Taylor, the whole process of feeling an emotion lasts for 90 seconds in the body. That's it. Isn't that interesting? And after that, any remaining emotional response is just the person choosing to stay in that emotional loop. I call this indulging the feeling. When's the last time you felt an emotion for only 90 seconds? This is something I started practicing ever since learning about this. And what it looks like is screaming into a pillow, or out loud if I'm by myself, punching my fists into a pillow, crying, etc. I mean, go all out, but only for 90 seconds. And this might actually feel pretty weird for you if you're used to indulging your feelings and getting caught up in a loop of emotion. And this might also feel pretty weird if you're not used to allowing yourself to feel your emotions. A lot of us have been conditioned to suppress what we feel. I actually took an anger management class in college, not because I was angry all the time, but because I never seemed to get angry. And that was a little bit of a red flag for me. It seemed pretty unnatural. And what I learned about myself is that, of course, I felt anger. I just was really good at suppressing it. And I suppressed it because I grew up believing that being angry was not okay, or at least was unnecessary. I grew up hearing the phrase, you don't have to get so upset, which I know was a way for my parents to try to calm us kids down, but I interpreted that as, why are you acting all crazy? Stop it. So that anger management class was really good for me, but it was uncomfortable at first because of all the judgment I had around expressing anger and because I was just not used to it. Nowadays, my anger mostly pops up when I just have to fix something on my website. That's when I get a little testy. That's when I go a little past the 90 seconds of feeling my feelings. And you may have your own situations that just kind of push you over the edge and make it really hard for you to feel your emotions and then let them go. But that's the work, you know, not really any way around it. You just have to practice going through it. And what makes it harder for some people than others are the habits that have been practiced up to this point. You know, if emotions are chemical reactions in your body and you have a habit of indulging them, meaning you continue focusing on thoughts and beliefs that trigger the same low frequency, if you've run that cycle over and over, way past 90 seconds, well then it makes sense that it's going to take a little bit more practice to stop that cycle. In a way, emotions could be looked at like a kind of drug. The more you flood your cells with the chemical reaction of a particular emotion, the more comfortable your body is going to be with the presence of those chemicals. The absence of those chemicals then actually starts to feel unnatural and uncomfortable. Have you ever known someone that could not go more than a week without getting angry? They could maybe have a stretch of time where they seem okay and then the littlest thing could just set them off. It's almost like they needed a fix of anger flooding into their cells on a regular basis. And so they seek it out until they can find a situation that gives them the chemicals their body has gotten so used to and now craves. This is why, once again, a mindfulness practice is so important. When you can be the observer of yourself, you are better able to notice the stimulus and response patterns in your life. So then after you acknowledge your feelings, step one, stop labeling them as negative, step two, and fully felt them, step three, you can then move on to changing your focus, which is step four. Remember, your thoughts are what start the whole chain reaction of chemicals in your body to create the experience of feeling an emotion. So once I fully feel my feelings and release them from my body, the name of the game is distraction. And there are a couple ways that I do this for myself. First is to focus on the present moment. 
all of what you've experienced is now in the past, so the only way that it can stay around is by focusing on it. Remember the last episode about the power of the past and the future? Well, here's an example of how powerful the past can be and how it can continue to play out in your present moment if you allow it. So instead, focus on what's in your immediate environment. Getting outside and going for a walk in nature is amazing for this, and it's the number one go-to for me. I just take deep breaths, I notice the trees, the sky, everything that's around me, and I focus on the fact that right now, everything's okay. In this very second, I'm just moving my body forward and focusing on what's happening right now. And when you've done that for a bit, you can change it up and focus on the things you appreciate in your life. And what helps with all of this is to speak out loud. Just like in step one, where we're speaking out loud to help acknowledge our feelings, here, giving voice to the things that you see in your immediate environment and the things that you appreciate helps make these things your primary focus. If you have a meditation practice, this is going to be easier for you. And if you don't, well, look at the opportunity that you just created to start practicing. Of course, eventually you're going to have a thought that is linked to the emotion that you just experienced, which leads to the last step. Step five is practice self-reflection and introspection. When you're able to notice the emotional patterns you experience, you give yourself an opportunity to then reflect on them, which means you can then start making conscious choices as to what you want to experience in the future. This is one of the benefits that comes with establishing a spiritual practice, which to me is really just a practice of receptive silence. It doesn't have to be meditation. It can take whatever form you choose. But take some time to just quiet the outside world. You can go back and listen to episode 4 on how to establish a spiritual practice for more on that. But I have found to get the most out of this time of going within, it works best to have a journal in front of me to jot down my thoughts. And when I do this, it's not about documenting my experiences, like in a diary. It's more about the process of getting my thoughts out of my mind so I can see them clearly. And then if I've had any particular emotional experiences in the last day or two, I can explore what they were and what insight they might be able to provide. You can start by asking questions like, what was the trigger? What was my response? Why did I respond that way? What was I thinking about when I was feeling this? What beliefs were involved? What would have to change within me to feel better? Or my favorite question, which is, how is this situation serving me and my highest good? And then after asking each of those questions, just sit in silence and see what comes to you. It can be really surprising how much will start coming out once you start writing your thoughts down. I've been having this kind of back-and-forth dialogue with myself for years now, and more times than not, I'm surprised by how much wants to come out on paper when I let go and let it flow. We're all here having a human experience, so we're going to experience all the emotions. That's just part of the deal. It's not about avoiding the emotions that feel low. It's about consciously navigating them so that we can then naturally return to a higher frequency of being. I'd like to end with a quote from the Modern Elf Oracle deck that offers a good reminder about this. And the quote is, Feelings lead to experiences as much as they are a result of them. Learn to discern between a healthy release of emotion and the perpetual entanglement within a cycle of low frequency. So I hope you found something helpful here. Thank you so much for listening. And even though this was the last episode of season one, I will be back in December with season two, which will be all about aligning with your life purpose. So until then, if you would like further support to help you activate more of your clarity, power, and potential, 
You can always visit themodernelf.com or click the link in the show notes. Thank you again for listening, and I look forward to being with you again in Season 2.